Hello, welcome back to the pod. Uh, we got a pretty interesting this week, uh, everyone. Uh, Bev, what do we got to start us off? Well, uh, I think uh, the most interesting one we've come across is this this poor fella here who, uh, after the big run-up with Bitcoin, found himself uh, locked out of his fortune after he uh, forgot his password to his Bitcoin wallet. So this guy, I guess he gets so, you know, you probably get like five guesses or three guesses or whatever. It's, it's, it's 10 he's guesses, down 10 to guesses. two. Oh, it's 10, eh? Oh, he yeah. really blew it then. So he's down to two. <laughs> This guy, anyway, so yeah, he's sitting there with his two guesses uh, trying to figure it out, but man, <laughs> that's a lot of money to be uh, to, to forget yeah. over a password. And so uh, we're looking at uh, right here, it's 321 million Canadian, it was I think 223 US uh, is the guy's locked out of. It's 7,000 and a few Bitcoin that he has on this key that is fully encrypted that he cannot, for the life of him, remember the password. And when he was saying in an interview, he's like, I lost the piece of paper where I wrote the password. Oh my God. Like, so, come on, dude, just use a regular password. Who fucking, who cares? Like, yeah, who cares? Yeah. No one's gonna know your password. Like, this is a physical device. So like, for something to be that targeted, like, I can understand, like, you use the same password over multiple platforms, one of them gets hacked, and then, then they have your password. But they'd have to do that, and then, figure out who you are, hunt you down, break into your house, find your little USB key wherever you locked it away in your house and then break the code that way. Like that's insane. Well, that's insane. $300 million, people have done crazier shit for less, but yeah. boys, I got a question for you. Yeah. So uh, big D over here, I'm not, you know, big into the the cryptos. I'm not super uh, knowledgeable. I, I know a little bit like a, like a, maybe like a layman's amount of, of stuff uh, as much as the average person. So if he just doesn't know this password, like obviously he's dicked, he can't get his money, but like, is this money just now taken out of the market? Like it's just, it's gone forever. He's just screwed. And like, there's no, like, how does this work? What happens after? That's it. You got it. Those it's coins just... cannot be redeemed anymore. And so that's the whole thing about Bitcoin. Like it's a finite resource and it was built into the code that it's a finite resource. That's why the value of those coins are going to go up and up and up because right now it's harder to mine those coins. Like it takes more like uh power like that when you see all those uh like mining farms like the one that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago that they're trying to set up in newfoundland uh like it's uh it's uh, a scarce resource by design so this guy having seven thousand bitcoin or whatever seven thousand and change seven thousand and two bitcoin taken out of the supply bitcoin's price is i guess theoretically going to go up Right. Yeah. So uh, apparently the number is it's like 15 to 20 something percent of Bitcoins are uh, are lost. Uh, And it's all due to this because, you know, it's just like this guy uh, back in 2011 or sorry, 20. uh, Yeah. yeah, 2011. He, um, you know, he was given 7000 Bitcoins. So it's probably worth like a few hundred bucks back then. And it's forgot about. Yeah, whatever. You know, it's it's a stupid Internet coin. And now obviously worth a shit ton. But uh, uh, this story is not uncommon at all. Like this happens a lot. Mm-hmm. My favorite one is the pizza guy, the guy who paid like 38 bitcoins for pizza or something like in 2007 or whatever. Like it was like years ago. And no, it was like it was like uh, four bitcoins or something. It was worth like 30 bucks. He bought pizza with it. And now it's worth like fucking whatever it is, like 100 grand or something. The most expensive <laughs> pizza ever ordered. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, it, it happens like it. it it was just as likely to go to nothing as it was to go to something like this. Like if anything, it was more likely to go to nothing than something like this happened. Like who could have known that, uh, 
what's happening in the U.S. is is happening, and everyone's trying to flood their cash out of cash and put it in something that's not uh, tied to any government, and that's why you see that just run up in Bitcoin. The thing that I don't understand with like this guy's issue here, where it's like it's probably like it doesn't mention what it is, but it's probably like a two hundred and fifty six bit encryption or something like that. So that could just get to, like as soon as like quantum computing, which is already coming along pretty well, like they'll just be able to defeat that eventually. Yeah. So I mean, really, like Bitcoin's value is 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 finite and 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 you know in time in in the sense of time, right? Because eventually it's just. Anybody could take over anybody's account because they can just use a quantum computer to crack the uh, the encryption. Hey, that's a really good point. Hey, don't and actually, and me. even and even with uh, actually mining Bitcoin, because if you just said, oh, "I'm not going to try and crack somebody's encryption," I'm just going to mine Bitcoin with a quantum computer. It'd be able to solve those algorithms uh, way faster than any of those mining rigs. So it'd be able to, in effect, you can mine like. A, all the Bitcoin or the remainder yeah. of the Bitcoin like at a lower cost. Basically. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Huh. I wonder why uh, old IBM hasn't been doing that. Or you know, Watson is more than just a marketing tool. <laughs> we don't know what they've been doing to be, to be honest though. Well, IBM still got to be around, right? They, they're doing something. Oh yeah. Yeah. With Watson and all that type of stuff. Yeah. They're, they're there. I think they're just like, they're all in like business, all the business consulting. And I think it's more just training all these, these AIs for all these, uh, to do all these different functions. It seems to be where a lot of their focus is. And I know now they're going to all the big consulting firms like Deloitte and, um, you know, uh, Accenture and, and, and they're doing all the implementations for them now. So it's like super, super wide, widespread and, uh, and especially big business it's everywhere. Yeah, all I see from IBM is like enterprise stuff whenever there's a news story. Yeah. Well, they have their they have their place and they have their mark. Oh man, anything else uh, from this guy? Like I just what I don't understand is like I was reading that uh, the guy said it's on an iron key. Like why doesn't the guy just go to the guy with the iron key and make an agreement? Like the guy who wrote the code, like there's got to be a way in, right? Well, I think with those encryptions, there really, there pretty much isn't. I mean, uh, like you would, unless the, uh, the, unless they have like some kind of like private key that they can use to override that encryption. But then, I, I doubt they would do that since the whole purpose of that is to like lock down your 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 bitcoins and your cryptocurrencies. So I don't know. I I think this guy's dicked. Really, I, I think he's just totally dicked. Oh my god! Could you imagine you're that dude just knowing oh, that you had like a quarter of a billion dollar us just chilling and you forgot your password so it's gone forever like, oh my that's god insane well would you not try to sell that like sell that usb key for like to an investment firm or something like that that has the funds to like try to go crack it like would you not and number two imagine like Oh, it turns out there's only seven Bitcoin on there and there's not 7,000. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, so we're going to there, boys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Well, I, the thing I wonder with all this is like, is because um, I know like uh, Bank of Canada is hiring cryptographers and all that to try and, and develop their own cryptocurrency. So, like, what's the future of something like Bitcoin, really? Like, if say the US, uh, not so much that nobody gives a shit if Canada made one, but if like, 
um, the U.S. Federal Reserve came out with a cryptocurrency that was managed by them, all like ran by them. Like, would that not like what would happen to Bitcoin? Would people still buy it? Uh, I think so, because originally Bitcoin was the like uh, currency of the drug trade, right? Like that's the yeah. whole point of it. Like whatever that website was that that guy in Texas made uh, where you could order your drugs online, revolutionizing the drug game. Like that was how you got paid for it. And that was the value on it for people who didn't want to get tracked how they're moving their money and move their money in and out of countries without control. Like that's the whole uh like a benefit or not the benefit, like the draw of Bitcoin. And so if, if Canadian government or U S government created their own, like who would care? Like we are already pretty much using that. Like in like who uses cash anymore, unless you're doing something that you don't want track. Like I use my credit card all the time. And that's yeah. like, I don't have cash. Like I have a few hundred bucks on me, like just in case. But I mean, like, I don't have like thousands of dollars of cash in my pocket like I would if I was walking around in the 90s. Like it, it's a yeah. completely different world. Now you just walk around with a fake piece of plastic that here in Canada, you don't even put a pin in. You just tap it against stuff and then you get your goods. Like just tap or tap your phone. Oh, there you go. On your way. That's it. There's nothing and there. Cash is brutal, man. Like I fucking hate cash now. If I do like a deal, you know, on, you know, Kijiji, which for anyone who's not in Canada, it's like Craigslist in Canada. And someone wants to pay with cash. I'm like, oh, fuck. Especially if it's like like a large amount of money, like hundreds or thousands of bucks. Like I don't handle ca- <laughs> I don't handle cash. Like I don't handle cash ever. So if you if you're even going to s- somehow pass a fake bill in there, I wouldn't even know. You know what I mean? Like because there's well, still like there's still a fair amount of, of bullshit currency floating around, too. Like and uh, it's always just weirds me out when people want to pay in cash. Like we have all these methods now to, to do everything digitally. And it's like it's funny because you think about like. Yeah, 20 years ago, people were... Do you guys remember when people were sketched out about, like, debit and, like, doing everything online and stuff at oh, one point? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now oh, it's yeah. like, you want to pay in cash? What's wrong with you? So oh, funny. Man. Well, like, uh, a little while ago, I, I sold uh, my car, and the fucking guy paid me in 20s. Fucking <laughs> 20s. Like, it was, like, this massive stack. So I'm sitting in this fucking dude's car counting just an obscene amount of fucking 20s. And I'm sitting there. He's talking to me the whole time. I'm like, don't fucking lose count. And he's trying to show me, oh, you got to count it like this way. And so this, I'm like, I don't know, man. It's been years since I've been fucking counting cash. Like, I don't deal with cash every single day. I talk to people for a fucking living. Like, that. that's what I do. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and just said, like, please, let these be real money. Like, it looks like real money. It smells like real money. Like, hopefully it's fucking real money. And it was. But, I mean, it was such an inconvenience because I immediately just went and put it into a bank and obviously there are no tellers or anything right now because <laughs> banks suck. So I'm sitting there in a machine for like 20 minutes, putting it in there because you can only put in so much at a time, no envelopes, whatever. And it's just such an inconvenience where it was a regular person that, you know, I don't know. I don't know how, actually, I don't know how I'd feel about selling a car to a stranger and them e-transferring me. I kind of be, I kind of want cash. When yeah. I'm selling something like that. Your account is for sure flagged as like potential drug money now for sure. After oh, that. 100%. 100%. <laughs> but I mean, like you can look at it because the next day I just took a chunk of cash and put a down payment on my new truck. So, I mean, surprise what the fuck happened, you know? <laughs> yeah. But uh, like from like who knows what the banks are like now. But like I think I think I'm internally flagged externally and eh, not so much. 
I don't think they care that like they're not tracking it that closely. Like looking at all the shit, like um, I knew a bunch of people who worked for HSBC, even though it's a bad example. That's like a sketchy, sketchy bank to begin yeah. with. But all the greasy shit that bank does, like uh, like funding, like cartels and all like in re- like all the time. There's so much greasy shit. And like the regulators aren't they know what's happening. They just don't care. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I, I can't imagine for like some. You know, generally speaking, with people, even if it's not like, you know, in that case, somebody say somebody's doing that every week, right? They probably don't give a shit. They're like, ah, oh, whatever, I'll take my fees on the, the cash and just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's probably, you're probably right. But uh, yeah, fucking, I wonder what's going to happen to cash after all. Like, I still, still something good about it. Like, you know, when you go out to the, go out to like a bar or something like that, like, I pay cash every time. Like, that's just, yeah how you do it like i hate you always do yeah that's just something that i'm not used to not paying cash because i remember doing that for a little bit and then at the end of the night you get your bar tab and you look at it like the fuck is this (laughs) (laughs) i can't believe in general though like go spend a thousand dollars cash somewhere like go go do that count the money out at the till and hand it to somebody and then go spend a thousand dollars online or whatever or with your debit card the feeling is so different. Like you actually almost think twice about whatever the fuck you're doing if you're paying in cash. You know what I mean? Like if it's especially if it's large amounts. Like, like I find now that we've moved to like everything basically being digital. Like it's part of why the consumerism's at the level that it's at. Cause it's just so easy. It's just like kind of a number that you don't really pay that much attention to all the time. And oh, uh, you know, whatever. I'll get this. I'll get that. Amazon. Click, click, click. And you kind of forget about it, right? Like, and that's what they want you to do. And that's Amazon is a sneaky mother. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly, right. And it's it's their entire business model is based on like making it super easy for you just to click and oh, don't worry about it, bud. It's just a number in a in an account. (laughs) Like nothing to worry about. Your paycheck's coming, you know. Versus go to a store and you know take out cash and go there and buy something. And uh, it's a totally different feeling. It's 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 a. It's just wild to think that, and you know, we're all fairly young enough that like we didn't really do that that often, you know. But like to think about like the '80s and stuff, like go buy like I don't know all your furniture for your house or something, and go, <laughs> go pay in cash, like pay them like six grand in cash. It, it's just I can't even picture doing it. I mean, it's, maybe we're just young and stupid, but like I just it seems so foreign to me to imagine going and doing that. Well, I think it must have been crazy when credit cards just came out, you know, and that was a new thing. And it's, oh, you take credit card here, bud? Like, <laughs> it's just the weirdest <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, what else we, uh, ooh, what was this one? Oh. Yeah, so this one's interesting. So I guess they're, uh, so Pfizer's uh, ramping up production at their Belgium facility. So uh, it's going to be delaying all the uh, the vaccine deliveries to Canada and, and and likely a couple other places. Yeah, a couple other places as well. Probably not the U.S. I would imagine, but uh, to everybody else. Yeah, no kidding. I, well, that's the one good thing about all these countries putting putting out so many POs, like blanket POs. Like, yeah, it's going to suck for everyone to pay for this over the next. 20 years 30 years however long until we get out of this trillion dollars or 500 billion it's probably a trillion by the time uh we're done paying for it for sure uh but they i think i was reading that uh canada went out and sourced seven different vendors for this like they all don't have uh, like only like the two like pfizer and moderna are approved here in canada but like the other five those po's are still out there and they're still gonna buy this product uh once it's approved but i mean 
of course, like there's going to be shortages. Uh, they're just planning for it. That's why Canada buying so much. Like they know it's a foreign policy tool. Like they, like they bought enough for three. Whatever Trudeau was saying, like oh, we bought enough for three doses for every uh, man, woman, child in Canada. Okay, great. Uh, well, no one needs that many doses, so they're just going to use it as foreign aid policy, like just dangling the yeah. carrot to get to what they want, and uh, as they should, you know. <laughs> well, there's like should. that. Uh, there's that article, of, well, like some country in Africa, like Estonia, or no, sorry, not Estonia, but Styria. Uh, 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 they're like, oh, fucking countries like Canada are buying up all the vaccine. We can't get any, and all this. Like, oh shit, yeah, that's true. Sorry, bud. <laughs> sorry but we're going to give it back to you for free yeah exactly. wink wink yeah. but we have you have to let our mining companies in here <laughs> yeah they'll bring it with hey, them <laughs> you know that big old pile of nickel you got there yeah yeah we'll don't worry our, fr- our friends at snc lavalin are going to set up the contracts <laughs> <laughs> oh man just like one thing before we move along like you know i, I know that was a big deal like snc lavalin got caught bribing uh, some officials in wherever they were, Libya or something like that. Like, yeah, no shit. Like, that's how business is done over there. Like, I don't understand why it was such a big stink uh, when it happened. Like, if if those are the rules to the game and everyone there is playing by those rules, is it really bad? Like, I, I don't see that as, I don't see that right now as being bad. Like, if everyone in that place is being, playing by the same rules where everyone has to bribe to get your uh your whatever quote looked at and then to get it approved you have to pay another bribe and another bribe and that's just how it works but if everyone doing it that's how it works yeah that's that's fine just call it bids bud instead of bribes and there you go boom legit yeah, yeah. just got like, a bid on it man yeah like i understand why you can't bribe people here like because not everyone's bribing people uh, i'm i'm hoping nobody's bribing people but i'm <laughs> not i'm not a fucking I'm not blind. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you five bucks if you think someone's bribing people. <laughs> There's definitely, oh, it's, it's I've recently uh, uh, come across a couple of bribing, uh, bribing instances. Well, what I suspect or one I know is a bribing instance because uh, a guy told me. And then the other one was uh, <laughs> the other one, just by what I suspected. So in the one, so in the one case, this company was clearly awarded a contract that they had no ability to execute. They, n- nothing was, you know, they, 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 uh, procured all the wrong equipment. They didn't do any of the right uh, uh, specifications. So everything was done incorrectly. Uh, they came in, uh, the pricing was way out of whack, all kinds of issues. And now uh, 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 they're having to go out and find new people to come in to do all the work for them. But it was really, every, everybody I, I talked to about it said, you know, it's really weird because this was not done the way these contracts are normally done. This one's totally different. Uh, it seems that, you know, it's very rarely is someone ever just awarded all the work when they don't have the capability to do the work. So I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, who knows what's going on there? And I was chatting with that in a totally unrelated instance. I was chatting with a guy who's talking about getting a, a, a regulated uh, license uh, somewhere over in Europe. And so I'm chatting with the guy and he's saying, uh, uh, saying, oh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's nowadays, it's really, really tough to get a, li- um, uh, a regulated license in like these jurisdictions. But, you know, there is a simple way. And I was like, oh, so what's what's a simpler way? Like he said, like a capital uh, requirement or something. He's like, oh, no, no, no. He just bribed the... (laughs) Just right, the, the uh the uh the regulators like the local regulator office i'm like oh it's that easy <laughs> i was like come on guys but it, it's i don't know i think it's just the way it goes like it's just 
it happens in business. It happens. Yeah, it's, it happens like everywhere. And, and I think it's more, it's, it's accepted a lot more in Europe. Like it is actually a lot more commonplace, especially in like, you know, like Eastern Europe, especially. Um, <laughs> like it's just, you know, it's just the way you do it. He's got the deepest pockets. But of course, uh, you'd hope it doesn't happen. And, and that's why I think like some people get have a really visceral reaction when they see like SNC-Lavalin doing that stuff. Because it's like, you know, you expect you expect a Canadian company to, to operate with a certain like level of ethics. But you know, at the same time, like you're, you're playing, you're in somebody else's playground, right? So you're playing by their rules, not by yours. So, but you know, it all depends how you look at it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, uh, what else have we got on the uh, docket tonight uh, there, Bev? Well, this is an interesting one, actually. Now doctors are conducting dry runs to decide who gets access to critical care if hospitals exceed capacity. What it's basically, basically the bottom line with this is they're, they're so concerned about COVID cases taking over uh, ICU beds that, you know, if somebody gets in a, now that the, the, they're saying, if somebody say, say that all the beds are filled, somebody gets in a car accident or something like that, when they come to the hospital, they might not have room for them. So then they have to look at the people who are in emergency and say, okay, sorry, you're getting bumped. This guy's coming in. Basically it's triage, right? So yeah. it's, um, it, it's kind of concerning when you think about it. And, and especially when you think there really aren't that many ICU beds in Ontario. Like when you look at, across all the hospitals it really isn't all that many no like can you pull up those numbers like i thought i read somewhere it's like 500 or something ICU beds. like and i know an icu bed like with all the equipment to support it's like a million dollars so 500 million dollars with the beds or whatever it is that looks like, terrifying yeah, yeah like oh yeah don't address that fucked up picture of the guy just scroll away from oh me, there guys. you go right. the problems have <laughs> 1750 icu beds across it that's what it says right right now they have 17 yeah so they have 1750 right as of what three days ago gotcha. so they probably have a couple less now i'm sure yeah i don't know about you guys though like if you ever go to the hospital for anything whether it's emergency or whatever or have you visited like a family member or a friend um, even if they, you know, like in ICU and stuff like that, like it's always a shit show and it's always packed. I feel like I, like before COVID, I don't ever yeah. like my, my grandfather, he's passed away now, but like he had multiple heart attacks. So we were, he, we were rushing to the hospital. Oh, the grandpa's kicking the bucket, right? Like multiple times. And, yeah. uh, like ICU was just fucking rammed at all times. It always was every single visit. Like, so I feel like this is not necessarily a new problem. You know what I mean? Well, that well, and that's what the uh, the unlucky MPP that uh, just got kicked out uh, today was saying, like in his letter, like uh, if you tear, like we could talk about it a little bit. If you tear apart it, like he, he made some problems. Like number one, sourcing the CDC, which is an American. Uh, Do we have Ameri- the letter here? We could pull up. Uh, yeah, I think we, I think we looked that up already. Right? Here's like part of it. Yeah. Yeah, so a um, little background on this one from what the 30 seconds of research I did before I read this guy's letter. This is a uh, MPP, member of provincial parliament uh, for York, which is like a, a part of the GTA. Former. Well, did he get actually fired or did he just get kicked out of the caucus? Kicked out, well, So he's kicked out of the caucus and he won't be able to run as a conservative MP again. Yeah, but, uh, he's, still, yeah, but he's still, a, so he's an MPP as an independent right now, right? Um. Is that how that works? I think he's still in the party. Uh, I think, yeah, I think right now he's still a conservative MPP, but next time around they won't let him run as conservative. 
Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. But uh, he wrote an open letter, and then wherever he posted it, it got all over the news and social media and stuff. Uh, pretty much going against party lines and saying, like, we need to end this lockdown. Kind of what we've been saying for the last couple weeks here on the podcast, too. Like, seems to me like the problem here is at the long-term care, uh, care facilities, the LTCs. Uh, why don't we focus all our efforts on that and not lock down the rest of it? Here's the other ramifications that we're seeing. It's like an increase in suicides, an increase of overdoses, an increase of mental illness, those things that they're getting from lockdown when really the majority of the people who are dying are in these long-term care homes. Why not focus all of our cash on that? And I don't know, like, like I'm not a doctor and like some of the facts he pulled were from the States, which is very misleading. Like, I think he had a chart there, like on the survival rate on like the third or fourth page that was talking about like 0.00001% survival rate. And like, these are numbers from the States. So like at least use Canadian numbers. You have them at your fingertips. They're widely published. Like I know if for our viewers uh, last week on YouTube or our listeners, like it took us a couple minutes to dig through uh canada's website to find them but like once we find them like all that information is there and like that's the only mistake he did is not just pull canadian numbers but i'm kind of with him like focus where the problem is focus where the people most at risk are and then branch out from there Um, yeah so i I think one of the things too uh, that always gets me on and i've been doing a little more research on this is when they're talking about like hospital beds, like when I'm talking about ICU, for instance, like ICU capacity. And I think there, uh, one thing that happens a lot is like the uh, emergency, the, uh, the, the availability of emergency room beds gets conflated with ICU as well. Cause ICU can be a lot of different at, at all types of different levels. Like there's a, a specific cardiac ICU. Typically there's specific, you know, respiratory ICUs, like very specialized, all these specialized units. And one of the issues is like, say the cardiac ICU. So for somebody who just came out of heart surgery and is in intensive care, uh, that bed is being taken up by somebody who's got COVID. And who's oh. in an, so that's, that's, that's some of the issue on that side where you have, it's, ah. it's like kind of crossing disciplines. Cause uh, big D you're right about the uh, like emergency room is always dicked, right? It's, it'll be some, you know, people coming in with just ridiculous issues or, you know, some guy you shoved a dinky car up his ass or something. You know, it's, it's always stuff <laughs> well, like that. There was that. a screaming like, meth head last time I was there with a family member. There was a screaming meth head for six hours. And then guess what they said? Oh, she does that every week. Like, Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Instead of doing something about this person, uh, we just let them come in here and scream for six hours and take up time. And uh, four doctors and two cops had to restrain this person. So it was a really great use of resources. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, back to the they call story, them. Uh, boys. They call them frequent fly, uh, frequent flyers. Is what I'm, yeah. uh, what I'm fly told. Fly off a fucking yeah. bridge and just save us all the trouble. But anyway, <laughs> a little dark there. Sorry. Well, it's it's uh, it's funny. Is like that's a whole another issue on top of this is how few people. Uh, uh, have family doctors like this that to me is a real problem like um like even even some people really close to me like they they've you know lived in uh lived in their town for i don't know probably six years now and they still don't have a family doctor they can't get one they're, they're all booked up so it's like it's such to me that is a huge problem if you have those people who are you know like the like uh, uh the meth head guy obviously i guarantee he probably doesn't have a, a family yeah. doctor they're just gonna say oh i'm all fucked up i'm gonna go to the uh the emergency room and then somebody who's got an emergency is getting there just has to wait because of this guy wasting everybody's time well like uh you guys all have family doctors, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. So like every time I'm sick, like I, I love it. Like I, I call my family doctor. They fit me in that same day, if not like the next day, like with COVID even better, we can do consultations like remotely without having to come in. Like I, uh, it's so quick and easy and you can get fixed so fast. But when I first moved here, like this is where I met my current doctor. Like I moved there, I went to a clinic, doctor was working in the clinic. Who's your family doctor? I don't have one. Like, oh, you're looking for one? I'm like, yes. And I got my family doctor, bam, it was that easy. And it's been a great experience having a family doctor. And now I know tons of other people who don't have family doctors and they're screwed. They're stuck to only a couple clinics in your city because there are tons of health clinics, but unless you're, you have a family doctor and they're part of that health clinic group where they all take turns, uh, taking care of uh, patients at the clinic, you don't get access to those clinics. You have to go to the open for everyone clinics that are out there, which really suck or go to the emergency room, which overwhelms the emergency room. Like yep. having more family doctors, like shitty as this sounds, uh, pay them more. Like it's not even that shitty, like pay them more, pay them more, make an incentive not to go down to the U S and make triple. Cause uh, it's really hard to fight that. Like if you're a doctor and you put yourself through school for that long and you're here in Canada, why would you not go to the States and make triple the amount of money doing the exact same job? Like it's very yeah. hard to agree to stay here in Canada for altruistic reasons. Like it's a hard pill to swallow. Like now I'm not saying pay as much as the U S doctors because that's completely unsustainable, but I mean, make it easy on them. Like I know a couple of years ago they were like talking about changing the rules on corporations and, uh, uh, IP like their, uh, corporate pension plans or whatever, and not be able to use their business as pension plan that they've been paying into forever, uh, essentially just on tax deferrals for everything they've been doing. Like, why would the government regulate and make it harder for doctors to stay here in Canada? They're just going to say, all right, fuck you guys. I'm out of here. Like it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Like, and that's to a bigger issue. Like, well, tax the 1% or tax the top population. Well, if you keep taxing them, they're just going to fucking leave. Like that's the problem. Yeah, and people don't like everyone. So, and, and like, I understand why, you know, people are like, so I, I guess vindictive is the word against yeah. people like that, but you can't punish them because like it or not, that person has an advanced skill and advanced ability. It's worth a lot of money like they are that they're going to make more money and like you can't be you can't be going after them for you know because you need, again it goes back to that idea of altruism you, you can't go after them because you think they need to pull more weight or whatever it's like no it's like it's they've they've got that skill they've got that benefit don't don't screw them over and like i i can't remember which government i know i remember what you were saying I what you're referencing yeah yeah it was bc yeah anyway but it's it's i i it was unbelievable that they were going over uh going after those professional i think it was professional corporations yeah but it was unbelievable they were doing that such a bad idea yeah so those would be like doctors lawyers anyone who has a private practice the whole point is like keep your cash in some in rather that corporation or in a separate holding company and then you can pay yourself out yearly throughout retirement when you retire so your tax burden is less uh throughout it. so you're still making whatever you're making every year but you're only taking so much out for yourself to live every single year and just deferring it just like an rsp essentially but it's just a bigger rsp like and of course you should be able to do that like i mean you're giving your life to work here in canada in some town you know what i mean like i'm sure this isn't your number one pick uh, you know uh where you could live like 
like a king in the states somewhere but it just it, it doesn't doesn't make any sense why government officials would do something like that and it's because it's a bunch of pencil pushers who are jealous that oh why does a doctor make fucking five times or ten times the amount that i do well they worked way harder than you did like you could have gone to <laughs> medical school money, if, yeah exactly like if you wanted to you could have gone to medical school there's nothing stopping you like you want to work really hard get straight a's get a scholarship and go there like you can't even use the money incentive like get good grades and people who have good grades don't pay for their uh, university degrees they get all scholarships and all funded and all these grants everything is paid for so if you are jealous of that well fuck you you didn't work hard enough exactly that's the thing is uh, that escapes people you can you can get any result you want you just have to you have to work for it it's really really hard and i think like i always remember one of my uh one of my my many bosses uh told me uh, it's like uh, uh, he's, he's like, you, you don't really realize how hard it is to go out and make $10,000 by yourself until you actually go out and do it. You know, it's one thing to go, okay, I'll respond, get a job and, you know, okay, it'll take me 10 weeks or whatever to make my $10,000, but to actually go out and pr produce $10,000 of value all on your own is so hard to do. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's something that's lost on so many people and so much of the population like it just yeah I, like back to what we were talking about in an earlier episode where people were hating on the uh blog to toronto star i don't know whatever article where those rich people were pimping out their backyards oh i spent 70k pimping out my backyard like yeah they should be able to show it off because they worked their fucking asses off for it and they're proud of what they did, what they accomplished. Just because you aren't proud of what you accomplished doesn't mean you can shit on someone else's dreams. It doesn't exactly. make any sense. None whatsoever. But yeah, this guy, uh, sorry, getting back to this uh, MPP guy. Like, hey, he He's throwing it out there now, given. Uh, I don't know if the timing is quite right. Like uh, the lockdown comes into effect uh, here in Ontario on Thursday and then on Friday you put this open letter out there yeah I can see how he could get kicked out but I mean he's got some great points that no one seems to be talking really about like it's why not focus on the long-term care facilities why not pay those people more money why not vaccinate those people first and just honestly lock it down like those people in the long-term care facilities aren't there because they're doing good and they just want to live there for five years. They're there for less than a year because they're on deathbed. Like they're going to die from something, whether it be old age cancer, like old age being like there's some kind of cancer running through their body, but they don't want to do the test to prove that it's cancer. Uh, so like, of course they're susceptible to anything. Anything happens. Like an old person like that falls down, breaks a hip. They're going to die because their body can't, survive from that like they can't recover from the surgery and it shuts down when it gets a little scrape on it or something it's just a fucking shitty situation all around sorry for swearing so much i just passionate well, the, thing, the thing that bothers me with all this is like i don't care like if you want to go out and you want to criticize the government's response to this if you want to say you know this this is how i this is the information i've been collecting and this is what i've put together and what i think you should be able to do that freely, especially this guy in particular. 
uh, mm. this Roman barber or babber should be able to do it. He's an elected member of, of the community. He's, he's, uh, he's an elected leader. Elected is the thing there. And when I went to find this letter that he wrote, I couldn't get on his Instagram, his Twitter, his Facebook, all of it was taken down. Everything it's gone. I mean, like the, it's, it's, I think that is completely unacceptable. That it is. doesn't, and it doesn't matter if, you know, he's not following the science that does not matter in the slightest he should have the right to go up there and say what he wants and i should and I, me as as a, a you know as a free person in the society should have i should have the right to go read that completely on my own terms you know without without any censorship and if it's wrong it's wrong and like i'll i'll make that educated decision based on what i on the information i consume but i don't like this 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 is setting a really bad precedent and it's tricking people because people are thinking, yeah, this it should be taken down because it's not following the science. It's like, okay, well, it's getting pulled down now when it's something you don't like. But as soon as it's something you want to hear about and they're pulling it down, you're not going to be so happy about it. And, and people aren't thinking uh, into the future and realizing that's that's going to happen. It's like These people are not always going to be on your side. It's not always going to be your opinion they're supporting. So it's it's a really dangerous, it's a really unfortunate precedent that's being set uh, set because these people are then turning around and accusing other people of being you know fascists or Nazis <laughs> and all this crap. It's like well, it's that's it's, what fascists do. That like that's what fascists do. Like they suppress information. <laughs> you know and what exactly. what's happening right now? This guy's information, just like you said, suppressed. Like it, it doesn't doesn't jive well together like at all. And the other thing that you see, like he's. Like, oh, he got fired. He's not hired, uh, fired. And just like you said, Bev, like he he's an elected official. He's elected by the people of his community. They didn't elect the conservative guy or the liberal guy or the NDP guy. They elected this guy to represent him because they like what this guy had to say. You want to kick him out of the party? Fine. Go fuck yourselves then. But I mean, they elected this guy. And like, it's just it's a weird cronyism that we used to see only in the States, but it, it's coming up more in Canada, more and more. And like, that's a, that's a bad trend. Like you don't want to get into that identity politics. Like you really are seeing down South, uh, like that we've been mostly avoiding here in Canada. Like you want to be able to vote for the person. And that's why we see independence here. Like, like they don't get as much attention because they need that party money, but <laughs> it's still, an option it's still an option and this guy i'm sure he's going to do fine come next election cycle uh the big guy uh in front of us right now eh, we'll see i'm sure there's a bunch big segment of the ontario population uh small business owners uh who are not going to be voting doug ford oh, in yeah. Ford Nation anymore and that was his whole <laughs> thing right was business yeah. that was what got him in so I think the reason he looks like he's fucking squirming and shit in his pants every time he's talking is because I think he he really dug himself a hole now. Like he's he's uh, like his uh, initial supporters are probably not going to be his supporters anymore. But like I know some hardcore liberals in that who have actually eaten their words and said like, oh, I'm I'm actually pretty happy with what Doug's Ford is doing now. I didn't like him before, but I don't think he's won an equal amount of them over. I think like he's lost no. more than he's won and. I think he's dick now. I don't know. I think COVID might have just really fucked him. Well, when when did he get elected? 2018? Um, 19. I think it was 18. 18. So it's coming up 2022. Yeah, he's he's fucked. Like, yeah. he's... 
it's going to be too fresh on people's minds because as they're saying like oh mainstream vaccination is going to come out in the fall like september so 2022 is going to roll around and they're still going to be mandatory masks everywhere you go and then like oh what are we going to do oh we're going to vote for the guy who's going to tell us to get rid of these masks even though the masks were going to come off anyways by the time election time comes it's too late like you're screwed like and like i wish uh our, our listeners could see uh, what we have up on our YouTube. Like there's just a picture of Doug Ford's face with a mask hanging off the one side of him. And he just looks, he looks terrified. That, that, that's what he looks yeah. like. <laughs> the thing too, the and uh, one of the things that people have been talking about, and I kind of agree with this, to be honest, is it's really funny when the politicians get up there and start talking about, we're all in this together. We know it's been challenging, blah, blah, blah. Who is the one group of people who has had basically zero change to their job and has made 100% of their pay consistently this entire time? All the politicians. It's so funny. Imagine if you started taking a cut. Oh, you know what, bud? We're going to do politician serve. You're only going to get 50%. Look how much faster they'd probably get shit done. I'm sorry. I know there's some things where they don't have a, they don't really have a choice, but like I imagine they'd be motivated as fuck if it was, if they were actually hurting rather than just, you know, giving you a lip service. Like if I was a small business owner right now and I saw Doug Ford up there every day going, Oh, I understand this has been difficult. We're all in this together. But Doug Ford, realistically, what's happened to him? Fuck all. Oh, he, really. he, st- he stopped getting his free meals at restaurants. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, I he stopped, could miss I a few fucking line. free meals. So it'd be all right. The the whole uh, we're in this together line, I hate that. It's like the biggest load of shit. It's like there is no togetherness in any of this. It's like there's a, all the it's like the caste system, like in, in India, you know, where it's all these different classes. There's like the the the, the like that class of white collar worker that can uh, work from home. And then there's like the the factory workers that are going into COVID infested facilities and all this <laughs> crap. It's like give me a break. Like this is all. But you know what? That when I look at the political landscape and going back to to or Doug Ford his reelection, uh, uh, he might have an okay chance because I mean, there's all it there's all those conservatives in Ontario who are just gonna like they it could be Mickey Mouse running for the conservative party and they'll vote for him anyway. They don't care. It's it's so I I think he he has that possibility of capturing some of that residual and and frankly I think a lot of the swing voters are still going to go would be more tempted to go more conservative than liberal just just generally given the climate so will they have like an internal race again or is Doug Ford just the incumbent like he just gets to run I'm not sure how it works I think they although I think they do uh they have to nominate again uh, and usually it's just, you know, whoever's the party leader is like the nominated person or whatever. So they could switch it up, but I don't think they would simply because they don't have any, anyone. Like the only other guy who has like a lot of um, uh, name power was the, uh, he's now the mayor of Brampton, Patrick. Uh, uh, he used to be the party leader. Uh, I, uh, damn, oh, I can't remember yeah. Him. Yeah, yeah. But then they slandered them with like because it was like those fake. It was like that Me Too movement. It was fake. It was all yeah. fake, and they yeah. completely uh, fabricated uh, the Me Too yeah. form right at that time, so this guy could come in. I wonder who is behind that. Who knows? Who knows? Nobody knows. But someone and, and nothing happens with it though. Nothing that's the worst part. Nothing. It's like oh, this was all fake. Oh well. It's like wow, this you guys just screwed this dude out of out of his job, and at the end, and it's oh well. Like that's that's unbelievable. That's and that's frightening. That's really frightening. The Me Too stuff was crazy too. So I'm just finishing up uh, a book that I really should have read a long time ago, but I finally got around to it. And it's uh, Jordan Peterson's Twelve Rules for Life. And he was talking about 
the Me Too stuff at one point and, and just how like the power of suggestion, you know, he's a clinical psychologist and when you have these people in, and they're in, uh, you know, in to see their uh, psychiatrist or whatever and, and uh, you can just sort of suggest and push people towards, you know, remembering the past a certain way too, right? And I'm not saying that things don't happen just to put this out there. Horrible fucking shit happens for sure, like 100%. But like you think about the past and, and your own memories and you always kind of put your own flavor on it. But also then imagine that someone's kind of guiding you there too. Right. And he was just talking oh, about yeah. the amount of people who were kind of led, you know, led to the water when it came to that stuff to kind of, Oh yeah. You know, actually that night I, I really didn't feel like I, I was giving consent. Like, you know, five years later they're, they're deciding this sort of thing. Like it's just, it's crazy, man. Like, uh, <clears throat> And then, you know, that these stories are kind of getting, I don't want to say fabricated, but, you know, they're getting a bit of a narrative spun to them and then people's lives are getting ruined over it. Right. Thank God. Like we're really <laughs> kind of past the Me Too shit. But like you guys remember when people were just going down left, right and center. And of course, there's some real piece of shit out there that deserve it. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It was it was like a it was like a free for all for a while there. It was unbelievable. Well, um, like they picked the like a, the good guy to go down first. Uh, like Weinstein, like yeah. tons of people, tons of famous people, like coming up and like saying all these uh, bad, like the all the horrible shit he did, uh, and sometimes funny shit, like jerking off on a plant. Like I, I don't know why that like needed to be heard, but like that's hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the Louis C.K. shit was funny too. Like he didn't even fuck anybody; he was just beating off in front of girls, and he was asking too, right? But it was kind of like, uh, you know, if you want your career to go any further, you gotta let me spank one out here in the green room, like. But just like picturing fucking overweight, balding fucking Louis C.K. just sweating with his fly unzipped, unreal. Like, <laughs> what kind of horror show these women must have seen? Anyway, I still I, think he's funny as fuck, though. I hope he, I hope he gets a second, uh, second wind. Yeah, like I'm, uh, I don't know. Like I'm glad that that sort of movement is over. Like it was just, it was setting a precedent. Like it's. Like, number one, like, I do have to huge asterisks here. Like, all those fucking people that were doing terrible things that were brought to justice, like, fuck yeah. Like, they deserve it. Like, they deserve that stuff. But what you're doing is you're putting a different magnifying glass on history. You can't hold people in history to the same standard that we hold ourselves today. And that's the path that it was going down. And that's what it felt like it was going down. And just like the calls now and those weird like the calls the social media calls to like take trump out of home alone like uh tape is uh uh take yeah. a scene out of there like, deletion culture not cancel culture deletion culture deletion like it's now. worse like you're erasing this person from history like that there is some dangerous shit like that's some shit that they used to do in like uh, in the USSR, like yeah, yeah, Soviet Union, they used to erase you from pictures. They used to retouch photographs. So now we were talking about retouching movies, rewrite books to erase you from the memory, and that's what people are calling for now. Yeah, and the fact so, that it's so normalized, it, it, that's that's terrifying. That is terrifying. Somebody the other day, I can't remember where I heard this, or Reddit or something so that history is is written by the winners and it's so true like you think about what we know as history right like who's telling that story every time the person who who was victorious in whatever struggle occurred right like so mm -hmm. of course it's imagined that's why like when you hear these stories of like you know great war heroes and all this shit too like 
Do you think this, these guys really were that wild? You know, like that big of a deal? Or were they just kind of a normal guy? And now years later, it's been blown into proportion, right? And like, that's literally how history works, right? So like, you kind of got to take it for a grain of salt, right? Especially the further you go back. The further you go back, the more years of bullshit have been laid on, right? It's the telephone <laughs> game. Like, that's literally how it works. And you think about your own memories. Like, you ever go back to somewhere that you used to go to when you were a child and you go there as an adult years later and, like, in your mind versus reality is completely fucking different. And for years you've been yeah. telling people that, like, yeah, we used to go down this big red slide at the park by my house. It was amazing every day. And, then like, you might go there 20 years later, like, oh, it's fucking blue slide, bud. <laughs> like, it's just, like, <laughs> it's crazy, man. Like, and, and that's that's the reality is, and that's sort of what they're doing now, too. Like, it'd be crazy to think, like, what in 50 years, 100 years, like, what are they going to be saying about 2020 and about COVID and about Donald Trump and, like, like we are living through some fucking crazy shit right now. And I'm just curious to see, you know, I probably won't get to see in the real, real long run, uh, you know, like what it well, actually no, looks like there's a hundred years from now or whatever. Right. Like, well, I could say one thing that's going to be looked at. Like, I can't believe they thought this is a good idea. Vaping, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. vaping, and then instantly having a respiratory pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are all like, these 20 oh, year olds in Volkswagens fucking dying? <laughs> oh my god like I, I just remember like i don't know whatever it was like five less than 10 years ago uh, and uh like talking to people who are mixing their own juice like oh yeah it's just vegetable glycerin and some other stuff it's like cake mix i'm like i'm not what? smoking cake mix though <laughs> yeah. oh fuck and yeah like you know I, we used to know people who were trying to save a buck on their their juice too so they're ordering it from God knows where countries oh and stuff like God, that yeah. too. And I'm like, you're putting this in your lungs, man. Like I'll never, I'll never forget. Butt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck. I'll never forget the story of the girl who bought some really cheap shit juice from some fucking wherever place. And, you know, it took like a month to get here from Uzbekistan or whatever the fuck, right? Some fucking, that's not even a real country. Just let you know, <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. just some, you know, wherever the fuck. Uh, you know, these these unmarked, unlabeled bottles showed up. And then I guess this, this this girl fucking took a big hit of it. And it was, they had fucked up and put like pure nicotine in it. And she died. Just, oh, there you go. You saved your 30 bucks. I hope it was worth Jesus. it. Like, holy fuck. Like, not only do I think the vaping thing is just retarded on so many levels, but like to think that on top of that, you're not even going to go and buy a decent quality vape. Like both the machine, like the little machine that heats up beside your face, people are buying cheap ones of those. And then the, the, the <laughs> goo that goes in it that you're breathing in, people are buying the cheap version of that. Like uh, uh, humans are so stupid, man. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah, no wonder. Like, yeah, of course. Like I, I smoked cigarettes. The, I smoked the analogs for years, uh, but I, I've never even taken a hit off of a vape thing. And I was like, why, why not? Like, yeah, I know cigarettes are terrible for me and I know I don't know half the chemicals that are in there. But I mean, they've been smoked by millions of people out there. You guys are at the forefront of this vape thing. Yeah, I don't want to be a guinea pig on this shit. Like, no, thanks. I'll stick. I'll stick with this for now. And like, I don't do it anymore. But like, I'll stick with this. This is good enough for me. <laughs> Man, uh, well, Bev, do we have? Uh, I, I think that's it for uh, this week. But uh, do we have anything else that we missed? No, I think that's everything. Just uh, have this guy uh, censored uh, Twitter yeah. accounts and uh, Trump yeah, got impeached a second time, everything. but there's not really much to say about that. Well, that that's a whole that. other episode, uh, a yeah. whole other thing going down. That, we need our uh, expert for that one. one. Yeah, but uh, like this is the first uh, that I've seen a Canadian politician silenced by. 
the deciders of what's right and wrong, uh, apparently now Twitter. Uh, so yeah, this is, this is a weird time. We are at a, a dangerous time and like Mark, Mark this time in your calendar is like two years from now, if you don't think that Twitter and Facebook and all those guys are going to be under heavy regulation. Yeah. You're out of your mind. They signed their exactly. own, uh, sign their own check on this one. <laughs> they really did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you again uh, next week.